Yeah, brother. Start cleaning those tires, bro. Great to shine. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect them bottoms. It's Sunday drive. All right, boss, man. Face cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green. Welcome, everybody, to the Inside Pass. It's another Monday night here in uh, beautiful North Carolina. The weather has been uh, fantastic the last uh, few days. going to be a great week of uh, great weather. No more rain for a while. Thank goodness for that. That's your weather report for the week. Um, so, anyway, um, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and, of course, the missing person, uh, Noah, who once again has decided not to join us, but this time I guess it's a good reason. I mean, you know, family or whatever. He's um, on spring break. I'd rather be doing spring break things right now. That's that's very true. He's at that his niece's true. volleyball game. He is. So, and I, I did uh, send him a message and tell him to, you know, wish her the best of luck from all of us. So, hopefully... Um, we'll, we might get a report. I don't know how how things are going there, but uh, good luck to her and her uh, her game tonight. But he will be back next week. He has promised me. If he's not, he's fired. Just <laughs> um, Do I get his fantasy points? You yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll just give Marduk his fantasy points. Can you so, get that in writing. We will have it in writing before the end of the show. Um, let's go to the uh, strutmasters.com hotline and have somebody bell us out here. Last week we had our 200th episode, um, and we talked about all of the people who, who made our show uh, what it was and what it has become. Um, and, and I can't leave out uh, our guest tonight because he was also instrumental in, in doing uh, good things for our show and helping us out along the way. And we've kind of followed his career, too, because I believe he was, uh, he was in the truck suit. He may have actually been an ARCA then. Um, and then moved up to trucks and then done some NASCAR stuff. And then uh, some unfortunate things happened, and he had to go back to the desert and run some desert races. And uh, so uh, Justin Lofton is uh, on the StrutMasters.com hotline. Justin, it breaks my heart because I, I brought you on tonight because we were looking so forward to talking to you um, about going back and running the ARCA race, the ARCA West race at Phoenix this weekend. And then you told me that you're not running it, and now I'm heartbroken. <laughs> uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on, and, and congratulations on uh Surpassing the 200th episode, I Thank you, you know we we do a lot of a lot of stuff, and I know it's not easy to get that far and keep going in the highs and lows. But uh, congratulations, guys! And yeah, it uh, don't worry, it breaks my heart too. But you know, it, life life happens, and a lot of things get moving. And and uh, when you get older, you make adult decisions instead of child decisions, I guess you can say, and you do the unfun thing. And that's funny because the first time you were on, uh, well, I guess the the very first time you were on, way 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 back in the day, um, you were a bachelor, um, and, and now you're married and have a son and doing all kinds of things. So you've you've literally grown up before our very eyes. But um, I told the boys before we came on the air that uh, the reason why you're not running the race is is very um, sentimental, I, I guess, in terms of why you're not doing the race. And so um, they are interested to know, and I told them I wanted you to tell them rather than me. So. Um, explain why exactly you're not running the race this weekend. You know, it, it, uh, off-road racing, I, I definitely have, um, have a lot of momentum, have a lot of good things going. And, uh, we recently picked up a new vehicle. Uh, I don't think there's very many off-road desert racing people listening to your show. So we picked up a new, um, a new to us all-wheel drive truck, a, a 2018 Mason all-wheel drive truck. So if, you know, people I don't understand in desert racing. Most of our trophy trucks, which is the class I'm in, it's the premier series, is a two-wheel drive and uh, rear drive trucks. And recently in the last three years, they have started building all-wheel drive trucks. And uh, so we just picked one of those up a couple weeks ago, and it was obviously a very big um, capital expenditure, as 
and stay in the adult world, or it just costs a lot of freaking money uh, <laughs> to everyone else. And and so, um, don't worry, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't completely test. I think it's legal on the radio. But yeah, anyway, you're good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we we picked that up, and and we were supposed to be racing this weekend, and and. My, uh, the Min 400 was unfortunately postponed to later in the year, December time frame. And as knowing me, I uh, can't sit around too long. So we did pick up that truck. We are, we did go spend 400 miles down in San Felipe, Baja, California, testing it. And now it's in uh, the midst of a full prep, getting ready for the Baja 500 in June. And then I have two other trucks I'm getting ready for the San Felipe 250, April 17th. And then a new race to us, the Nora 1000, which is a, a Baja race, the Peninsula run from Ensenada down to Cabo San Lucas the following week. So uh, life is life is very busy, and um, basically the month of April I'm going to be gone. So need to do everything I can at the feed yard in Texas and spend as much time as I can with my family before uh, I, I go eat tacos and learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That that sounds like a lot of blast. Um, I, I know you. You also. You were telling me uh, via text message that you're you're planning on expanding the, the Keller business too, which is which is kind of where I thought. You know, most of it was going to come from. You know, spending time with family obviously. You know, comes comes at a premium and comes at a cost, but that's the price you pay for having a family. So, um, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know growing the cattle business because that's that's kind of where your you know where your bread and butter comes from uh, is how yeah. you're able to go yep. out and buy uh, spend a lot of freaking money on trucks. <laughs> yep, yep, um, and and luckily we have some really good sponsors with Yokohama and, and uh, Fox Factory and Method Race Wheels and and uh, numerous other ones. So. Uh, they definitely help too, but it can't replace time. But yeah, we um, our operation in Texas. We're going to continue building pins, and we're adding a new um, a new part onto it where we're actually going to, um, I guess, we're going to pick up calves, and because what we do is we raise uh, Holstein cattle, so we'll pick up calves from the dairy, and then we will raise them up until they're old enough to go actually into our feed yard. So. Um, it's a new part for us and, uh, it's just, we got to get it done quick so I can go racing and March was a month to do it. Everything just kind of lined up right with, with the mid 400 moving and, um, you know, the right people came along at the right time and you got to jump on it while the, while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. For sure. So it sounds like you haven't exactly been bored over the last uh, two or three months <laughs> trying to get all that ready. It's not like, uh, you know, you're going to sit around and have nothing to do for a while. No, no, not at all. We uh, we've been going down to Mexico uh, about four days, at least once a month since the Baja 1000 back in November. So we've made a trip December, January, February, and uh, getting ready. Well, hope possibly try to squeeze one in here in March as well. Uh, just testing, spending time, um, learning the different washes. You know, on my circle track racing or even any kind of circuit racing, uh, you know, they can they can run us over it hundreds of thousands of different miles of trail in a small area. So getting to know all the terrain, getting to learn the rocks the best you can. And um, there's a lot to it, and, and we're learning. And it's uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the San Felipe race next month. So you mentioned learning, uh, going down to Mexico and eating tacos and, and learning Spanish. I'm interested to know how many tacos you can eat in one sitting. <laughs> um, definitely a lot less than I used to be able to. 
That's something when when you do get older, your appetite goes goes down. But I do have a 21 year old kid that works for me full time that he can put down some food for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 53. My appetite hasn't uh, shrunk a bit. That's, <laughs> I wish it would. <laughs> those are those are authentic. Those are straight Mexican tacos, though. I'm sure they're they're yeah. a lot different than when the, yeah, the, the Mexican food. They, they use real. They use real lard. It gets a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more potent, I would imagine. <laughs> One or two in your. Have you learned any Spanish words that that you can say uh, on on? Remember, you're on you're on t- you're on uh, radio, so don't don't. Uh, unfortunately, not. I would I would say nada and si are about what I know. Like, For some reason, when I go when I go across the border, I can I can pick up a little more. Maybe it's because I'm immersed in the culture or something. But um, nope, I I pulled out my Rosetta Stone. Uh, disc, and I'm going to put it in my computer, and that's that's another thing I got to figure out some time to do. You have to learn uh, truck broken first before anything yeah. else. Because <laughs> you get yeah. stuck in the desert, and you know the only people around, you can say, you know, my truck broken. Uh, yeah, broken. I think that's a pretty universal word, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you do like the hand gesture, you know, for for broken yeah. or whatever, they'll they'll they'll, un- they'll understand and take the hint. Uh, good yeah. stuff, good stuff, Justin. Uh, you said you had the, the your next race coming up is when uh, mid April, right? Yep, April seventeenth of the San Felipe two fifty, and then uh, actually the following week we uh, we actually stay down there and we'll be uh, we'll be the Nora one thousand, and that'll be a whole week long event. And then and you should have the new truck uh, running by then. A new truck will be making its debut in June at the Baja five hundred. Okay. Cool, nice. What do you learn yeah. from from running different disciplines? You know, obviously they're vastly different from you know asphalt stock car racing to racing in the desert. You know, how how is it switching back and forth between the two? Um, if I can get in an asphalt car regularly, it's not too hard. But uh, definitely the sensation of speed, uh, you know, going from the desert back, you know, to the asphalt and, and vice versa. Just you know, a stock car, you get going really fast on a really Tight area, small area, obviously somewhat controlled with, uh, you know, four corners and wall inside and a wall outside. Obviously, you have a lot of competitors that can definitely uh, throw curveballs in there. But in desert racing, so wide open, we can run across a lake bed for 30, 40 miles at 130 miles an hour. And, um, you know, really anything can happen out there. You know, flat tires and there's nothing. There might not be anything to hit what you might want because it might stop you from continuing to roll or, um, you know, engine blown, and you're out there by yourself, or you know, just a n- numerous things. So, uh, Justin, again, thank you for uh, you know being coming on and, and you know being a part of of the show over the last 200 or so episodes. I know you've been on probably six or seven times uh, since we started the show, um, and it's always very appreciative of it. And, and so, uh, thank you uh, for uh, all your hospitality over the last several years. Yeah, no, you're, you guys are definitely welcome. And- and I will make my, uh, you know, my return to asphalt this year. And, um, and Mark Red and Red Jones Racing have, you know, have a really good thing going. They won their first race, uh, RPE East race with yep. Max Gutierrez. And um, you know, I sure, I sure didn't want to take anything away from that either. Uh, you know, I know they're going to have a strong season, and Mark built awesome cars. And uh, you know, coming out out west here, and for someone to go out and have some fun and, and just kind of relive their younger years. Uh, you know, I sure didn't want to take anything away, even though I know Mark would be more than, you know, was more than happy to do it. And, and we have a great time when we're together. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to watching them win more races this year and being a part of it at some time. 
um, this year as well. All right, Justin, thank you so much. And I, I, I know you got the opportunity once. You'll do it again, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. We'll take a break. We'll be back. More of the Inside Passport after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. This is Justin Lawson, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. It's like we planned it. Welcome back. It's like everybody's like, hold on, don't talk, I want to hear the song. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the Inside Pass, uh, Randy it's Miller. It's a little longer than I thought it was going to be. That's okay. It should be about the same thing, but I'll check it later. Thanks for interrupting the show. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter <laughs> <laughs> Back with you. Uh, you He's made like, him Wait, what? Um, I, I should have made him all the same length, but I guess I didn't. Uh, back with you on this Monday night. Uh, if you're listening to us live, of course. Uh, Justin Lofton, who just did the reentry, uh, was just on. And uh, you got to commend a guy for deciding that uh, 
you know, when you get a competitive or when you get the opportunity to have a competitive advantage on the rest of the field, even though it does cost a lot of money, you take the opportunity and you go get a competitive advantage in the sport you run all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, you can't really fault him there. By the way, Tom, did you know that we have a budding movie star among us? We do. Yes. Oh, yes, we do, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. I do. And we should really express our deep sadness. Regret. You know, <laughs> Peter, Peter got dumped by his girlfriend. That's awful. Uh, commendable job, Peter. I should have seen this coming. Noah, <laughs> this needs to be explained now. So Noah Lewis, who's usually our, I mean, we could just post co-host. it on all of our. Well, he didn't um, make it. He didn't make it shareable, or else I would have posted it all over Facebook. Yeah. but unfortunately, or I guess fortunately for Peter, unfortunately for us, it's not shareable. So, we so can't Noah had it. had an assignment for one of his broadcast classes at High Point, and um, decided to uh, corral Peter and a couple of his other friends to be the stars of said uh, movie, and it, and it really. Uh, honestly, turned out very funny. Yes, it was and, funny. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was. It was. Um, it was actually really good. Peter deserves an Academy Award for. You're not the first person to say best that, actor. I mean, was, Academy Award you, performance. You know, you almost thought it really actually happened. I mean, That's, the, it the was al- so good. The alternative is watching The Crew on Netflix. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a high bar to have to. Yeah. No, but but Peter, seriously though, you did you did a good job. Noah did a great job on yes. the video. It, really it's nice amazing, and fantastic. It so. it right? Yeah, yeah. Noah. It was a lot of fun. Threw that whole thing together in a day, from writing the script to shooting it to cutting everything together, finished product in about twelve hours. <laughs> At least you didn't buy a ring. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you know what the funny thing is though is that he he spent as just much time in that video as he does here in the show. Yeah, because he was like he had one line and it was in there for like five seconds, and that's about as much time as he's been in the studio doing our show. I just so. love that in his mind, as he was creating the script, he went, "Peter, get dumped by his girlfriend." <laughs> I know I, what I'll do. I feel like he lost a bet somewhere along yeah. the way, and then that's how he ended up being duped into doing that. So. No, I've helped Noah on a couple of video projects, so I had a feeling I'd help with this one, but I didn't think I'd be getting dumped over the phone, so that's that. <laughs> what goes around comes around. That's all I'm going to say to Noah. So at Definitely. some point, Peter's going to have some sort of project to do, and you know, hopefully yeah. he gets slimed or something uh, along the way. So anyway, um, we'll do one round of, uh, of our normal thing, and then we'll kind of have an open discussion thing, because I, I really want to talk about something that I think all of us have a, a say-so in. So, Chris, go ahead and take it away. Kyle Busch came back from a flat tire to finish second. Did he intentionally cause that caution, Randy? Is the sky blue? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not right now. It's yeah, dark. well, no, right now it's, it's dark. But um, at the time that I wrote this, it was blue. Shut up. Um, anyway, uh, yes, he intentionally caused it. The, the proof is in the videotape. Uh, he definitely caused that caution flag. And, I mean, why else would you want to, you know, cause a caution flag to come back and finish second to your own teammate and car or truck, I guess, in this case? Well, I think the the question is, did he intentionally cause yes, the caution flag? And the answer is, even Stevie Wonder threw a flag on that 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 play. There was no question that it was intentional. I mean, he he made a miraculous save at 150 miles an hour, and then he got down to about 65 on the apron and was just turning the wheel all over the place till the till the thing spun out. He became like, Ricky Bobby all of a sudden. Yeah, there's there was no question in in my mind, it, and it was really all kind of funny um you know because you knew it was coming but the fact that he got away with that is really quite incredible to be honest and and good for him because he got away with it and ended up second behind his his uh teammate and hired guns so um yeah no question he caused it peter do you have a dissenting answer 
Uh, no, it looked like his arm itched a little bit there. Wearing white gloves did not help him in that video, because you can see it pretty clear as day that his hands were turning all over the place. He looked like he was sawing wood. Gosh darn muscle spasms that you get in your yeah. arm every once in a while. It always seems to kill you under caution. And I love Bob Poppers afterward. You want to tell us what happened with the spit? Nope. You don't want to tell? Nope. <laughs> like, get there's, the hint, Bob. There's a good then, reason for that. And then Bob said, thank you for your time, which I thought was just yeah. perfect. It's like, you know, shooting you in the arm, for, you know, being a smarter like. I kind of want to add to that. How important was it for John Hunter to get that win, especially over Kyle? I think it's more important for Kyle Busch Motorsports than more so for John Hunter. Because, I, I mean, obviously Kyle Busch hired him to be the guy that's going to pull them out of the gutter because the last two years have been atrocious for uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports. So I, it's not surprising that he won. Um, it's not really surprising that KBM won. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they got the win because that team – is better than the last two years of performances from that team. I think it's both because John Hunter hadn't won in a good while, and I think for John Hunter to come out and get that win this early in the season, Peter, to me, that's going to take him from, okay, I think I can win the championship, to, all right, this championship's going through me. I'm driving for KBM. I got this. I think the confidence soars from here, and we'll see two or three more at least from him. I think John Hunter's confidence after beating Kyle Busch at Las Vegas is going to be sky high. I think coming into the season, he was a favorite for the championship, and now those chances are only that much greater with a win this early in the season. I'm expecting a deep playoff run out of that four truck. I'm expecting them to be in the Final Four in Phoenix, if not winning this championship. I'm pretty sure Kyle said the exact same thing to his team. I'm (laughs) expecting a top four. I'm expecting a playoff run. I'm expecting a championship. All right. Uh, speaking of, you know, Toyota teams, uh, Ty Dillon has been a factor in a few cautions or early crashes this season. Why the struggle, Randy? That's a really good question. I, I mean, I, I sat here because I, I watched the race and, and saw, you know, the last three weeks of, of Xfinity races, he's been involved in some sort of crash or incident. Um, and he's driving for Gibbs. He's driving the 54 car. So he's in good quality equipment. So it's not like he's getting in anybody's way or um, I don't know. Maybe he's just being aggressive, trying to prove a point or trying to prove himself to you know teams because he was kind of the oddball out in the NASCAR Cup Series garage this year, so he didn't really have a ride. Gibbs gave him a part-time ride in the 54, so maybe he's just trying to overachieve to prove himself to everybody else. That's exactly what it is. I listened to his podcast today, and that's exactly what he talked about: is that he he felt like he needed to prove a point to yeah. kind of reignite his 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 star a little bit um to get back to cup and you know i listened to that podcast and you could tell that he was just very bummed he really i mean it and it wasn't at anybody else but himself you know mm-hmm. he he needs to I think he realizes that, you know, he's been pushing a little too hard. And that's really the key. It's like, look, Ty is a Christian and a very faithful young man. It's like, give it to God and just go do what you do. Don't don't try so hard. Don't put it put your car in high risk places. Just relax and let the car do what it does and take what it gives you. Um, and I think when he goes to Bristol for the dirt race, Peter, he's going to be one to watch because that's his background. Tom, you said it perfectly with the podcast that he posted today. I listened to that, too, on the way here, and it's only a 15-minute episode, so I implore anyone listening to go give that yes. a listen because it's Ty being honest, which we don't really see a lot of out of the top-tier cup or Xfinity drivers, and 
it's Ty showing that he's human, that he's imperfect, has yep. faults, and he's just trying to become relevant again in this sport, which he hasn't won in close to seven years now. I think being in the Gibbs Xfinity car, I think he expected to have a win, if not by now, then certainly this season, and I think he's just forcing the issue a little too hard. The title of that episode is I Quit Today. Now, that don't take that literally. He didn't quit. But you got to listen to it to understand the context. Yeah, he he definitely has been very emotional, and he needed to kind of release that. Now I think he's ready to just take a deep breath and go racing. I think you hit it on the head. I think if he takes that step back, takes that deep breath, like you said, he'll figure out that the car can take him a lot farther if he just is patient with it. Yep, exactly. All right. uh, Final question in this segment. Nashville Fairgrounds has signed a letter of intent to uh, the Nashville mayor signed a letter of intent for Nashville Fairgrounds to be renovated. Uh, is it time to get excited? Nashville has hands now, apparently. Um, now, it, it is, but it isn't. There's still a long way to go. I mean, they still have tons and tons of renovations to do on that facility to make a NASCAR approved ready. Um, but this is the first step in, in everybody's hope that maybe one day we can get some more short track racing on the schedule and go back to the fairgrounds. See, this is what you know. a lot of people don't realize about me is that I can get really, really excited and stay that way for years. <laughs> like, I can't wait for this thing to happen because I didn't really think it ever would, honestly. Yeah. Um, and and th- this is what NASCAR has needed for a long time. And when this first race happens, Peter, at Nashville, boy, I'm telling you, they're going to have an overflow crowd, and this thing is going to be big mm-hmm. they're gonna have an overflow crowd and i certainly hope and pray to be there because one of my best friends from school lives in nashville i hope to well actually i think i will be at the nashville super speedway race later this year and i'd certainly hope to be at the next nascar national series race at the fairgrounds i've been to that facility just so check it out i mean there is a lot to be done but i'd say it's a little nicer shape than the rock is right now we've seen oh, rockingham sure. has tried to host races recently they had the truck series seven or eight years ago. So it's going to take some time to get this track up to NASCAR standards, but I think we'll get there. I will say that uh, once I saw the photo of the press conference and the mayor signing and I saw one Dale Earnhardt Jr. standing in the background, it started to make a whole lot more sense. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people, a lot of good, good quality, good, you know, uh, people with NASCAR involved in this project and Jr. being one of them. So Everybody talks about, you know, Penske buying all the IndyCar stuff. Well, Penske's going to buy NASCAR. I'm starting to think that in the end, Dale Jr. is going to buy NASCAR. <laughs> He's everywhere lately. Yeah. He's involved in every project that NASCAR has going yeah. for. But, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going to get somebody involved in, you know, everything, every aspect of, of you know, bringing NASCAR back anywhere, you get Dale Jr. involved and things will happen in a heartbeat because everybody sure. will do anything that yeah. Dale Jr. wants them to do. So, um, anyway, we are going to take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Another hotly debated topic uh, involved. Uh, talented drivers and money, and we'll talk about that when we come back. That's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to talk about there, and we'll do it when we come back. More of the inside pass on WSIC when we come back. Stick around. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds? Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. <sighs> because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, a brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. You know, it's it's funny because I remember when he recorded that, and it was, I think it was like it was the ninth or it was like one of the first episodes he was on. But he talked about how frustrated he was um, about having to be a part of a start and park team because back then. You weren't allowed to call them start and park teams. You NASCAR literally would fine you if you called them a start and park yeah. team on on the radio. Um, so he that's why that's the promo. And he did it all by himself. I didn't I didn't tell him what to say or anything. He I said just tell me your name and you know you're listening to the show and that's what he came up with and he did it in one take and we used it and we've used it ever since. So um, and it brings me. I was thinking about that during the commercial break too because you know he he posted a uh, thing on social media on Sunday night. Um, which is very un Matt DiBenedetto of him. Um, basically, he's talking about how frustrated he is about how the season's gone so far, um, and he, you know, he did everything but cuss uh, during that uh, during that rant. But he did then Monday morning, or I guess this morning, he sent a uh, like a uh, an updated tweet saying, you know, I'm sorry for the things that I said. I, I just feel like I'm frustrated, and you know, we have fast cars, and we just can't seem to, you know, get good finishes out of it. And it's heartbreaking for me because, you know, Matt's the, probably one of the most lovable people in the garage area, and it's tough to see him in that predicament. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he had a great, great run again yesterday and, again, fell short of what they had hoped for. And, 
you know, I think I think the team's obviously on the right track. It's one of those things, man. There's a fine line between um, winning and finishing 17th in the Cup Series. There's just so many good cars, and you only have to be off by a smidge or have one little mistake or, you know, one little bit of bad luck. And, and they just haven't, uh, you know, once they find the horseshoe, uh, that 21 team, I think, will be just fine. And, you know, I just hope he gets a win and gets him in the playoffs, and I believe he's capable of that. There's still plenty of season left, Peter. I think he's very capable of one, if not more, wins and a playoff berth because he was up in the top five at times yesterday challenging his Penske teammates for the lead and at Las Vegas, an intermediate track, which he has said is the 21 team's strong suit. They're bread and butter, which is obviously most of the regular season. So I think he'll certainly have chances to win races this year. Just He had just bad luck again yesterday with a pit gun breaking in his final stop, and he had to nurse his car home with an old left front tire so just another issue just completely out of his control but i think luck will turn around for benedetto and i think everybody wants his luck to turn around too there's nothing we would like better yeah. than to see him in victory lane for sure uh, so my joy posted a, a very interesting uh speaking of brutally honest <laughs> for sure, a, a brutally honest tweet um i guess it was sunday night i guess or sunday afternoon or some some point in time yesterday he had he sent it out um and it got a lot of people talking um more so because of some of the the drivers that that people seem to to think that he's talking about in this tweet i'll read you word for word for word what the tweet said and then we'll talk about the the aftermath of the tweet um he writes quote our sport has always had funded quote unquote drivers but it's high time a few of these privileged kids, powered by daddy's pile of cash, realize this whole sport doesn't exist just to make their dreams come true. Take some time to learn from those who've worked, capitalized, their way to the top. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, plenty. Um, oh, that's why I started with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case we're out of time. Yeah. Um, look, I, first of all, I think everybody was assuming that he was laser focused on Noah Gregson when he tweeted that. I don't think he was. I it think, surely fueled the tweet. Yeah, I think no. I think it might have been sort of the the match for the tweet, you know, with the match or whatever. The, the straw fuse. that broke the camel. He's yeah. not even the first driver that came to my, my mind when I read that. Yeah, I mean, I I think the, the general um, thought here that he was trying to convey is that some of these drivers that are only – you know, that that get there basically only because of family funding or not to say they don't even have talent, but it's the attitude. OK, I think he was getting at the attitude of some of these guys that don't have any respect for any for the older drivers that have busted their tail um, and for the teams that don't have the resources that, you know, that that their team does or whatever. And I think this was a tweet about attitude. Now, we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of these younger guys on the show, on our shows over the the time. Um, and I think that, in all honesty, a lot of these drivers are far more humble than a lot of people realize. Just because it was family money doesn't necessarily make them not humble. But I think there are a number of them who don't who've not been raised to respect their elders the way, you know, that they should. And I think that's that's the group, the small subgroup that Mike was referring to in that tweet. And bear in mind, guys, that Mike's son has raced Legends and Late Models. This isn't as though he's 
saying this strictly as a broadcaster, he's had experience with this. And his son, Scott, is a super nice uh, young man and, and, and a good racer. So, um, you know, uh, my thought here is that I agree with him 100%, and I'm glad he said what he said. Um, and I wish more people of his stature would speak up and say this kind of stuff because these young guys, when they get out of line, um, I mean, certainly Noah was out of line and, and Noah in his mind feels like, well, I should be able to express my opinion. Well, yes, but there's a way to do that. You know, there, there's a way to say that I think it was his fault or whatever without, you know, calling him a name like he called him. There's you, you just, there, there's a way to talk and a way to speak and a way to communicate, Peter. And I, and I think some of these young drivers, and I think it's the minority of them, but some of these young drivers need to learn how to express themselves in an adult manner. You can still be mad and still be angry without, you know, without talking like you're talking to your buddy on the, on the high school playground. You said it perfectly. I think some young drivers live in the moment too much, kind of wear their emotions on their sleeve and speak before they think in right. many instances, like with Noah Gregson at Homestead after David Star, the David Starr incident. And I think Noah's, specifically Noah Gregson's issues stem also with his social media presence. He comes off as a whiny kid on social media, I think, whether it's Dale Jr., whether He's it's not Kelly the only one. Earnhardt. Whoever just needs to talk with him and put some perspective in his repertoire. And no, like you said, Noah's far from the only one. Yeah. yeah I, I think it boils down to accountability. I, I feel like at some point in time, if somebody made an example out of one of these little kids or, you know, even like, a, let's say Kyle Bush, just for, you know, because he's the guy that came to my mind about his arrogance attitude. Um, all the time, uh, and the fact that a lot of people feel like he was entitled because he was ne- he's never earned anything. He's always been handed to it by his by his parents and you know things like that. But I, I think at, at a certain point in time, somebody is going to have to come down the pipeline, a car owner or whatever that that takes into accountability when you do something stupid, like you say something or you just act a certain way, knowing that you are a role model for for the future generation of drivers and, and kids out there that look up. My my daughter, a perfect example, loves Kyle Busch, loves the car, and probably because it's M and M's, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but just just every time Kyle's on the on the screen, she stops and looks at it, and I like, you know, part of me wants to say that's not the right role model, but she's four years old. Um, she'll get over it eventually. Yeah, but, um, she'll know the difference. Right. My my other daughter loves Chase Elliott, so she's my favorite. Um, but anyway, um, but the point I'm trying to make is is that you know the kids look up to people like Kyle Busch for whatever reason. They're on TV all the thing all the time, and they're driving a car with a bunch of colors on it. So obviously, kids are going to migrate to that car because it has M and M's all over it. You should be more inclining to think about what kind of people you're trying to convey, what messages you're trying to convey when you're doing interviews after races, or if you're having a bad day, what kind of attitude you have doing those posters interviews because of the the people that are looking toward you for leadership and role model status and things like that. And if you're not being held accountable, if you're just being told to just go out there and do whatever you want, then what are the repercussions going to be? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know that I would necessarily agree that that Kyle's never had to earn anything. I think probably his dad helped him and incurred a lot to get to a certain point. But Kyle's built cars. Kyle's taken the time to, you know, to learn about the cars. He's, you know, he's established 
his race team. He's given a lot of drivers an opportunity to. I think it's the arrogant um, attitude but, that he's. Yes, that he I, uses I will say that, that but him, I don't think yeah. he was who Mike Joy was referring to. I think mm-hmm. Mike was specifically referring to some of the younger drivers that are coming up the ranks that that don't appreciate their elders and don't right. appreciate others who aren't as fortunate as they are. Mm-hmm. And I think probably that's why I'm saying I'm not sure he was aiming it straight at Noah. And I don't want to you know, make Noah the only person that's ever, you know, done anything like he's right. done. But I think it that was probably the, the, the moment where Mike said, look, I'm writing this because, you know, and I wish more people would. And I wish, as Peter said, you know, with, with whether it's Noah, you'd want Junior or whoever to say, look, we don't want you to not have a personality. Just learn how to speak better. Learn how to communicate better. Learn how to think a little bit before you say what you say. Um, you know, and um, and you can be personable without all of that. You know, um, Dale Earnhardt never used to have to do that. Well, I think that's what you know? gets, I, I think that's <laughs> you have plenty what, of personality without cussing. That's what gets me excited about seeing guys like Matt DiBenedetto and you know Anthony Alfredo and Michael yeah. McDowell and guys like that that are driving for. Not necessarily underfunded teams, but teams that don't have the resources of a Gibbs or a Hendrick or a you know Penske that go out there and kick their butt every week. And you can see the emotion on their face during post-race interviews. They could finish 23rd, but to them it's like a win because they are so emotionally attached to doing good and, and drawing sponsors and drawing fans that they're just willing to do whatever it takes. And you can see it because they all wear their hearts on their sleeve. Alfredo with a great run, by the way, yes. this weekend. Led some laps and ended up in the 20s, but he, he really did a, a great job to... Um, you know, to, uh, to to get up there and run up front, use some strategy, as they would Bugs Bunny <laughs> used to say before. They probably have they canceled Bugs Bunny yet? If I'm not, sure they, they got to get close. If not, they're getting know, close to it. Carrots are bad. Um, you know, but anyway, yeah. So it was. I I agree. That was that was an interesting tweet. I was surprised at it coming from him. Yeah, that, that is true because Mike George is usually the the quiet one of the bunch, but uh, compared to Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon, anyway. Um, so when we uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about fantasy NASCAR. It just keeps getting worse by the week, but uh, I'm I'm vowing not to cancel it, although I should because everything else in the world is getting canceled right now. Um, but uh, we will stay the course, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, Kyle Larson's run too because uh, that's interesting to note as well. We'll have more of the inside pass when we come back. WSIC the inside pass back after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. 
That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Michael Annette. You're not making it work on the outside. Make sure you look the inside pass. Welcome back to the inside pass. Andy Miller, Tom oh. Baker, Peter Strada. Rocking out the last segment here. I, I do what I can. Uh, welcome back to the show, Randy Miller, Tom and Baker, Peter Strada with us. Uh, Noah should be back uh, next week. More like pushing buttons for us, uh, as always. Um, a fantasy NASCAR update. I, I had to do the points while I was sitting here because I, I calculated all of the, the finishers, but I forgot to actually do the points. So um, Noah is now back ahead. You know what? I'm, I'm – hold on. Negative 15. So do I get his points yet? Carry not the yet. one. Not yet. If he's not back next week, you get his points. I get his points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick is uh, second in points. Um, I have now moved to third. Tom has dropped to fourth. That shows you how in quickly. In one week. In one week, it can change. Um, Seth was first week one. Now he's fifth. Um, Jacob is in sixth. Peter's still seventh, but, I mean, he gained a little bit of points because he picked John Hunter Nemechek, but then right, he picked Harvick, and uh, it offset itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Red's still last because we're only giving him points for uh, for the, the finishes of uh, Spire Motorsports. So I guess Murdoch's going to have to pick for him now so that uh, he can get some points, earn some uh, some points there. So um, I guess we'll do our picks since uh, I, I, not all of us are on the Thursday show. So uh, we'll let Peter go first. Uh, it's only the so it's only Xfinity top, and Cup. Yeah, it's yeah. only Xfinity yeah. and no, Cup no this weekend. Uh, Xfinity, I'll go Allgaier and then Cup. Ooh, I'll go Elliott getting two straight here at Phoenix. All right, Tom. I'm going to go with uh, the proverbial bridesmaid to finally become the bride. Daniel Hemrick wins the Xfinity race at Phoenix, and in the Cup series, I will go with um, Kevin Harvick. Funny you should mention Daniel Hemrick because he's on the show next week. Yes, uh, he is. So, uh, can I pick for red? Yes, you can. Yeah, you you you're gonna start picking for red because I I feel bad that he's only getting one point every week. In Xfinity, it'll be Brandon Jones. Okay. Ooh. And in Cup, it will be Alex Bowman. Ah, that's a good pick. 
little hometown hero there. That's true. Uh, so for me, Xfinity, I'm going to go Justin Haley because uh, I feel like Haley is due for a win here. It, it, at some point, he's been doing good lately. Um, and, of course, his teammate won. Um, and in Cup, I'm going to pick Larson to go two in a row. So, Wow. Yeah. And then, so he would go into the Bristol dirt race on a two race win streak. Uh, it's Atlanta, then Bristol. Atlanta. Oh, is Atlanta yeah. first? Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's a. There's but a it, there's a possibility he could go three wins. <laughs> three. <laughs> well, I do think that's. I, I think there's something to that because, again, you give Kyle an opportunity and, and you know, you, you say, well, how, how big a deal was this? It was a huge deal. Yeah. Not only for, for Hendrick Motorsports, uh, because again, you know, William Byron and Kyle Larson, but also the fact that Kyle won so quickly after coming back and he's been competitive from the beginning. So this is a harbinger of things to come. And I said that I thought Kyle would, would, would get into the final four this year. And I, I believe that's going to happen. Hot take. Kyle Larson is the best driver in motorsports at the moment. Kyle Larson? Yeah. Well, he won his 500th race since Christmas, so, I mean, there's there's that. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> I don't think he's the I, He's the best Hendrick driver, just in terms of, you know, where he's he been He can finishing. win in anything. He can he's, win in anything. He's won, he's won in the midgets. He's won in the sprints cars. He's won in the, won in the date, dirt late models. He's <laughs> won in the cup series. And if there's I an IMSA team that wants reboot, if, if, if there's an IMSA team that wants to put him in a car, I'm sure he'll do well there. That is true. If you look at all-around talent, I mean, he there's nothing he can't do and win in. So, I, I mean, I guess there's that. In terms of, of NASCAR racing, I, I feel like if he if he gets, like, two or three more wins in a row, then, yeah, I can see that. But um, right now, he is the best Hendrick driver, that's for sure. Well, I, I certainly think Kyle would deserve to be talked about as the – the hottest driver in motorsports, one of the best. I mean, you there's a lot of drivers in a lot of divisions, and one question. in multiple classes. So I don't know if I'd want to make that statement that he's the best driver in motorsports, but he's certainly a driver who's had a lot of opportunity in different types of cars, and he takes advantage of it. I think there are other drivers in Cup that if you put him in some of those other types of cars would be just fine. You know, if I had a dollar for every time his name was mentioned. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Best is a – I always hate monikers like that because based on what, just wins or what? You know, how do you how do you do that? It really is kind of an impossible thing to measure, but given the diversity of what Larson's raised over the past 12 months, I think there's an argument to be made there, but you got to think of guys like Scott Dixon, like Lewis Hamilton. You're saying yeah. Larson's better than them, so it's That's what I'm saying. These are say. world-class guys. I, I just – um, he's certainly one of the most versatile. That's for sure. He is. He is definitely one of the best of the current generation, if not the best. No. Can we talk about the dirt for a second? Yeah, the dirt that's not so warranted. Is it time for these tracks to start mandating turf and get rid of grass? Oh, that's a yes. A, yeah, I, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think. I, I think, I think somebody. Yes. I think somebody uh, told me. Uh, a driver told me. Uh, that the grass at Las Vegas was like a curb. It's higher than the actual racing surface. So it'll just tear the front end right off your car as soon as you well, We saw that. Who was it that went through the grass? Yeah, yeah, Ryan Sieg and tore the whole front of the car. I mean, you know. Do you think NASCAR should mandate it or do you think the tracks should start? Well, yeah, NASCAR- well if one track mandates it, they're all going to do it because they're well, all going to the same guy. Just, just think, <laughs> no, a couple just, of tracks have well, I mean, that's made. true. That's, that's I think NASCAR true. should mandate it, yes. I, I, I fully agree it's time for NASCAR to. Or, I mean, I'd rather see him just get rid of the splitters. I can't believe, I just, I can't believe SMI hasn't done it yet because they figured out the problem with Charlotte. 
why haven't they done it at every track yet? It'd be safer. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. I'd, I'd much rather see much rather see him get rid of the grass. I, mm. I just at this point, especially if they're going to keep the silly splitters, you, you've almost it's it's one or the other. We saw Marcus Smith roll out the turf at Charlotte in anticipation of the Roval a couple of years ago. I think the reason you haven't seen SMI tracks or just other tracks, period, transition to turf is because it's so expensive. I think they spent upwards of seven, if not eight figures, transitioning all that natural grass to turf at Charlotte. And I think it tracks like Las Vegas. Yes, you could use it in some places, but it's just a matter of how much it costs. Sell a couple of yachts. <laughs> right, that's true. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, going back to Larson, coming in to Vegas, he was at a 12 to 1 odds to uh, win the championship. He's now at 8 to 1. Is he a Final Four contender? I don't know. Let's see if anybody has him in their Final Four. Um, a bunch of people have him in their Final Four. I think I do. Yeah, I, I do, and uh, so does Tom. Yeah. So uh, two people say he's going to make it to the Final Four. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any reservations. Peter, you do not. So you have no, no, uh, no limb to stand on right now. Oh, wow. I think he'll definitely you, make the round of eight, but I think beyond there is so tough to predict. I think he'll be in the running to make the final four, but I'm not willing to put him in there just yet. That's a fair enough question. Oh, what, what I was going to say is there was, there was a rumor going around. I heard uh, yesterday that uh, there's a, a, an open Senate seat now in Missouri, and everybody's saying that Carl Edwards is going to uh, to finally run for for senator. Jayski uh, put out an article. Yeah, it's a re- Republican senator in uh, Missouri. So who, who would love to see Senator Carl Edwards? Yes, please. Republican Senator Carl Edwards yes. run in 2022. We need more patriots. We need more race fans. Oh, whoops. <laughs> there I go. We need, we need more race we'll fans in the government, that's that, for sure. Uh, I'll get well, hate I, mail. No, it's fine. I, I feel like we need more, more race fans in the government because, you know, with all the mandates well, going on with, you know, no more gas-powered this and no more that and I everything else. I talked about that, that we, with you know, uh, a gentleman on my Inside Groove show this, this week about um, what, you, what, what, you, what happens to the short track yeah. situation when we start doing these hybrid motors and such. Eventually, that's going to trickle down. Yeah, that's, be a, interesting. that's a huge debate. Next week yeah. on the show, uh, Daniel Hamburg is going to join us. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, he'll have a win, and that'll be even more exciting to talk about. Um, and hopefully Noah will be back next week if he doesn't have some sort of school project or some family member to go see. Um, but uh, <laughs> in any event, I We're kid. just teasing I Noah. I kid. I kid. We love him very much. Yes, uh, Lead Lap is coming up next. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the Phoenix weekend. And uh, we will see you right back here next Monday night for the Inside Pass. For all of us, have a great week. Goodbye, everybody.